and welcome to Coaster Kings Radio. I'm Ian, and today we kick off our third season of Minisodes. In this season, I will trace the development of theme and amusement parks in North America in the 20 years following the opening of Six Flags Over Texas in 1961. Join me for a trip back in time as we uncover the regional park story. Adventure is off exit 7A New Jersey Turnpike. It's now open every day. No event of the 20th century had quite the effect on the roller coaster and amusement industry like the opening of Disneyland in 1955. Although themed park concepts had existed prior to the opening of Disneyland, Walt Disney's high-profile gamble on themed entertainment proved an irresistible model for imitation. The hectic development and construction of the park was also a training ground for a group of individuals that would go on to shape the amusement industry forever. One of these people was C.V. Wood a researcher and planner hired by Disney early in the development of Disneyland. Wood used aggressive sales and development tactics that are said to have made both Walt and Roy Disney uncomfortable. Rising tension between Wood and other members of the Disney team led to his departure from Disneyland a year after the park's opening. Wood quickly made a career for himself as the self-proclaimed master planner of Disneyland and founded Marco Engineering to develop similar projects around the United States. Disney actually would file a lawsuit that ended Wood's use of the Master Planner of Disneyland title, but Marco Engineering was already being quickly hired to help develop Disneyland-like projects around the U.S. The most high-profile of these was the ambitious Freedomland USA, a large American-themed park which opened in 1960 on a 400-acre site in the Bronx. Themed and laid out in the shape of the United States, Freedomland was touted as Disneyland for the East Coast. Even from opening, Freedomland faced some significant challenges. Like Disneyland, much of the park wasn't ready for opening, and the lack of polished attractions proved disastrous for the park's first season. The park was also built on leased land and opened in considerable debt. This debt never improved, and after the 1964 season, the park declared bankruptcy. Wood and Marco Engineering had already moved on to develop another theme park, this time in Wood's native Texas. Real estate tycoon Angus G. Wynn Jr. had visited Disneyland in the 1950s and thought a theme park with a unique Texas spin would help his development efforts of land he purchased in the Arlington area. The theme of Six Flags Over Texas was settled upon, referencing the six flags that have flown over the state during its history, Spain, France, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, the Confederate States of America, and of course the United States of America. Wynn initially tapped Marco Engineering to design the park, but around this time, one of Wood's employees, Randall Duell, had decided to leave Marco and establish his own firm, R. Duell & Associates. 
The specifics of which firm was responsible for the Six Flags Over Texas project are somewhat unclear, but the final design is largely attributed to Duell. Randall Duell was an architect by training who had a significant career at MGM Studios before his transition to theme park design. Duell's experience in set design and movie making would shape much of how theme parks look and feel. At Six Flags Over Texas, Duell would debut one of his most significant contributions, the Duell Loop. While Disneyland's original hub-and-spoke design was innovative, it originally meant that each themed area, with the exception of Adventureland and Frontierland, didn't connect with the others. This meant that in order for guests to visit each section of the park, they would have to backtrack to the hub and the castle multiple times. Duel sought to reduce this backtracking and create a clear path for visitors to experience the entire park. The dual loop, loop simply ensures that the primary path through the park connects in a loop, minimizing dead ends and allowing guests to pathfind easily. Six Flags Over Texas featured many attractions similar to Disneyland and Freedomland, such as a narrow-gauge train, stagecoach and borough rides, sky ride, riverboat, and miniature car ride. Unlike Freedomland, Six Flags was integrated into the planning of Angus Wynn's Great Southwest Corporation, an industrial district. Wynn's belief in the park, alongside Duel's streamlined but polished design, made the park a big hit among the public, as well as well, and the park quickly worked to expand its offerings. These included the Chaparral Antique Car Ride in 1962, the world's first log flume, El Aceradero, in 1963, favorite dark boat ride, The Cave, in 1964, and the Runaway Mine Train in 1966, all built by famed Disneyland collaborators, Aero Development. Wynn and his collaborators had found the winning formula for the regional theme park an attractively but not elaborately themed setting, and the regular addition of rides to continue attracting local visitors. The runaway success of El Aceradero and the mine train were especially important, as they showed the U.S. public still very much had an appetite for thrills. In 1965, the development of a park for Atlanta, Georgia was announced. Six Flags Over Georgia would open in 1967, following much of Over Texas' pattern, pattern, but opening with a mine train, log flume, and both modern and antique car rides within its original dual loop design. Like its Texas sister park, Six Flags Over Georgia proved to be another big success, and in 1968, both Georgia and Texas Six Flags would add second flumes for El Aceradero and the Log Jamboree. The success of Six Flags Over Georgia proved that Wynn's formula wasn't just a one-time fluke. The public certainly had an appetite for streamlined versions of Disneyland with modern thrills. Consistent expansion and innovation would become the earmarks of the regional park, and the success of Wynn's two ventures would result in the explosion of similar parks across the United States throughout the 1970s. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this mini-episode, please leave a comment or rating wherever you are listening. You can find interesting articles, exclusive updates, and a range of theme park-related merchandise at thecoasterkings.com. For Coaster Kings Radio, this is Ian. Join me next week as we continue exploring the regional park story. Six flags over Texas. Six flags over Texas.